Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Meir and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who knows good plastic shirt surgery when he sees it. <laughs> and feels it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you always catch me off guard. I, I mean... He's likewise, <laughs> which in turn, you know, it's a vicious cycle that we have going. Oh, well, at least I'm basing mine on uh, yeah. <laughs> previous episodes, <laughs> yeah. like random stuff. Pretty good, though. Pretty good. So, um, this past Sunday, Super Bowl. So, uh, mm-hmm. had our predictions mm-hmm. a few weeks back, and uh, you were correct. I was kind of, kind of. Well, you were correct with the score, like what it would be. You said it would be a close game. The I said win. It. Yeah, the winner. Yeah. And and you said it would be like a three point game. I think you said. Yeah, I did. I did say that. I, I did say yeah. that the Eagles would score like thirty points, but no, I was totally. <laughs> I, I, the game I mean, was the, the Eagles played well. It was and a really it, good game. It was a good game. It was a good game. I think if uh, if you if you weren't a football fan and you watched that game, you you would have said, ah, "I see why, I see why people like this this thing." The end. You know, people are complaining about the end. I'm like. I don't know. I mean, you want this high drama for the end of the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, it's just a regular football game, just like the rest of them. So, you know, that's how no. you won that game. For so that's uh, during the regular season, I would be cool with the ending. I, I, I there was a couple of things that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> well, the uh, well, the yeah, <laughs> the field. It's kind of you know annoying. Like the biggest game of the year that they can't get the field right, but the, the actual players they managed that's dumb. I, I couldn't believe that. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, someone, I'm, I'm pretty sure some people are going to lose their jobs. I don't know if they'll ever I hold another so. Super Bowl in Glendale again, because that's all anybody would talk about. Like, they talked about the cleats and the announcers are constantly talking and the halftime show there. And then, like, every other place, people were slipping. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, no one twisted an ankle or anything, because there was a couple where I was like, oh, my gosh, that looks horrible. Oh, yeah. I, I was telling... Uh my nephew i was like man i think if somebody gets hurt today like severely like blows their acl or something on like this is going to be an all-time debacle for the nfl luckily they made it unscathed but you could tell everybody was slipping sliding so that sucks constantly it was happening thankfully it didn't really factor into the game and then the final play like uh you don't like to i i don't like to see a big game in on a penalty um yeah that being said, like, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, you really can't complain about because they did put themselves in that. But if you put yourselves in a position where a penalty decides the game, then that's kind of on you. Yeah. But uh, just in general, like, because it was such a good game. It was like, a great game. Yeah. And then, you know, even that moment when he misses the pass, you're like, oh, crap. Are they going to go for it? Are they going to kick the field? Or are they going mm-hmm. to And then, then the flag comes in and you're like, oh, great. Like, you know, instead of what? A minute and a half for a final drive, you get four seconds, and you know yeah, uh, so. that just well didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but that doesn't ruin what was alas. Like, okay. Yeah, alas, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think it was high drama, and it was people are still talking about it. So another oh. successful year for the NFL. Well, for the purposes of our show, I'm sure the things people were interested in most were uh, the trailers, and there were quite a number of trailers. Okay. Uh, we'll kind of go into some of them i guess the ones that stood out the most to us but uh before we get into it um this year they, uh, they've done it in previous years but this year i thought it was like more egregious than ever they would show um 15 20 seconds of, and i know the spots are expensive they're like 30 yeah. like seven million dollars for 
half a, half a minute or whatever, but they'd show you the, a little bit of the trailer and then they tell you to go online to see the full trailer. Oh man, I hated that. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. Yeah, I felt like, the, yeah, this was weird. I, I was, again, I was, I felt like there was going to be QR codes. It's like, yeah. you want to see the real trailer? Scan this code and watch it on your phone, you know, while we, yeah, this was a weird Super Bowl trailer. Everything about this one was a little bit different, I thought. That's so funny that you mentioned the QR code because there was one commercial. It wasn't for a movie. It was for a, yeah. a mobile game. Uh, oh. It looked like a cross between uh, like that Genshin Impact and okay. and like one of those uh, farming simulator games. <laughs> but the, the whole commercial was just a little cutesy characters and there was a qr code on screen the whole time and all they kept saying was scan the code scan the code scan, scan the, the code, code. Yeah. no idea what the game was about no idea what the name of the game was don't know anything at all but it it was like a 30 second spot and they probably said scan the code like 20 times oh my god dude it's yeah see this you is might, the world we live in. yeah you i think you might be right about what's going to be going on with soon. Yeah, i mean the, scary. the so damn expensive but yeah um, that being said uh there were a couple of trailers that i did watch online afterwards some of them i just saw the super bowl spot so uh, we'll talk about the ones that stood out the most for us for for me uh i really enjoyed the guardians of the galaxy trailer yeah guardians of the galaxy trailer was really cool i'm pretty excited for this movie uh this whole new run of marvel stuff i'm actually like i don't know i like the tv series kind of stuff leading into it so this is a cool trailer thought they did made good use of their time and yeah i'm excited for that movie looks awesome ever since they uh they i think they put one out a few months ago like um and guardians is really fun and i love the guardians uh movies every time i see a trailer for this one this most recent one included i get very sad seeing because i mean you know what's the end and then i don't know it looks like rocket might die or someone's yeah. gonna die and his, his backstory looks really sad so yeah. it's a hard watch but like your the um ant-man coming out this weekend is the uh start of the next phase and mm. we know that it's going to be big because in a f- the next avengers movie is i think it's called the king dynasty or something like that mm-hmm. so it's going to be pretty awesome to see what happens next and i mean this is going to be the last guardians movie for the foreseeable future so right i'm really really looking forward to it that's going to be fun that's going to be fun another one well and similar uh characters uh or actors i thought the creed three man i so i like yeah. these, these creed movies look cool and I like them. they're cool yeah and this one looks awesome this looks yeah. like high drama you know i i like i like what they've done with the creed they've totally made rocky cool again <laughs> they did like uh you can make the argument that the creed franchise are better than the rocky movie oh it's not even close Rocky really dropped off the because uh, I mean everyone you know the whole Ivan Drago and everyone knows it and stuff but uh, as a movie it's not really that it has uh, awesome moments really awesome moments sure. in it. uh first one's okay and you know second one's okay third one's okay they're all okay and then you got the really bad one with yeah. uh, <laughs> but they did redeem itself with the last one the, the one that I think it's yeah. just called Rock, Rocky Balboa like uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like older guy yeah 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 that way and then the, the creed franchise um at least the previous two have been really good and the third really cool. one looks it looks it looks good I, i'm yeah. really looking forward to it exciting what did you think of the uh the uh trailer for air the michael jordan phil knight movie so that looks like a total trip man it's i guess it's throwing me off to see affleck and 
and everybody like i don't know man that one that one throws me off a little bit matt damon i don't know what to make of it i i don't know if i'm excited about it or not like it looks like i don't know i don't know what it looks like to me are you excited for it yeah but uh two things one i like in the commercial unless i missed it i don't think they showed michael jordan at all no i I thought that was really cool it's just his parents yeah yeah, his parents. So, uh, and then they showed Vegas casinos and stuff. So they might get into the gambling of his father. Yeah. I, I don't know. But um, the uh, the actual story behind how Michael Jordan got to Nike is really interesting. How he was almost with Reebok and all that good stuff. So, right, right. As a movie, I mean, and Affleck and Damon are very capable actors. So, totally. Uh, the trailer didn't really pull me in because I had heard about it. Kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea, I was already like, okay, that sounds really cool. The trailer didn't make me more excited for it, but right. Ben Affleck does look pretty awesome in it. <laughs> Track suit and crazy sunglasses. Fucking, cool ass fucking blue shades. I love he, it. It looks badass. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the most controversial trailers coming out of the Super Bowl was uh, The Flash because oh, yeah. um, Ezra, Ezra Miller, like. They've been getting in a lot of trouble lately, and it, it makes it really hard, I think, to market this thing. So I. I think that the pivot kind of to like, hey, look at all this crazy shit and actually showing you a lot of the crazy shit, I think was a smart move because that is, I think that's going to be a hard sell to a lot of people. Definitely, because I I think a lot of us had the same um, uh, reaction because Regina saw the commercial and the first thing she thought, she was like, oh my gosh, Michael Keaton, uh, Batman. And she was super excited. And then they showed Ezra Miller and she was like, I don't know what to think. <laughs> like so, I and I agree with you. What you just said, like um, Supergirl is going to be in it also, yeah. and uh, it makes me wonder, like, how much of that was planned before? There's a number of things oh, yeah. that they have done. So, um, it, it actually does look like it could be a really cool movie. It does, but I, that's one of those things where I, I might wait till it's on HBO Max or whatever. But I don't know. Word of mouth might get me to see it in theaters. It, 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 the trailer was a really good trailer. I will say that. I love Michael Keaton so much that it might get me in the theater. We'll see. The there's also the movie about um uh the last time a good Star Wars movie was made, uh 65, set 65 million years ago with Adam Driver. <laughs> I mean has died. I a few months ago they just kind of dropped it out of nowhere because I don't think anybody had heard about this movie, and then they just announced yeah. it and everyone was like, What the hell? And it kind of sounded silly, but the trailer looks pretty cool. I think it looks cool. I think it's obviously got like this huge budget behind it, which is funny for a movie that you never heard about until recently. I think it looks cool. For some reason, I have this sinking suspicion it's going to do awesome. I think people want like new dinosaur blood. And I think Adam Driver is the proper man to spill that blood. (laughs) I I think uh, people do like Adam Driver and people do like dinosaurs. And I'm on the opposite end for some reason. Uh, I don't think this movie. Uh, not, <laughs> I think it's one of those movies where just like, you know, there's a lot put into it, even though this one hasn't, like you said, it's kind of just showed up fairly recently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like there's a, uh, there's those movies that just come up out of, that are they're big, big spectacles and they just they flop, you know, like for yeah. whatever reason they just and I don't know why this one has the right ingredients but I just don't think it'll draw the audiences in. But um, yeah, I mean, wait, we'll we should put a bet on it just for fun. Well, it comes out in a couple of weeks, yeah. March the tenth. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going flop. Go flop. I'm going boom, baby. 
What's coming out in March? What's going to have to deal with uh, Scream uh, 6? Oh, that's going to be tough, actually. Yeah, yeah Scream 6 is coming out in, in March. Uh, there was a... So the trailer that kind of disappointed me was the Fast X trailer. Oh, okay. I did not see this one. Well, it's, you know, it, it's high action and lots of flipping cars and explosions. And sure. I think uh, he's driving down a dam at one point, which I think <laughs> seems to happen in every trailer. Okay, I was going to say, I think James Bond's already done that a few times. But... Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen it before. But it's like this with every Fast and Furious trailer. Um, I hear about how silly they are and how over the top they are, and I believe that they are. And the trailers are spectacles in a, in, in a sense, but they don't get across the wackiness that makes me want to see it. I'm just kind of like, oh, there's Brie Larson and there's yeah. Charlize Theron and there's Jason Momoa looking out he looks looking amazing yeah he looks great i'm watching it right now oh he's got like a snakeskin jacket okay yeah yeah and he's gonna be the big bad it looks like and yeah. uh, i mean i don't know it just that looks cool but it's not enough to suck me in like and yeah. then people will tell me about it and i'll laugh and i'll be like man maybe i should watch it that i never do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know these these movies man i don't know they you're right. The, what this looks like, it, it honestly, it looks like a clip show from previous Fast and Furious movies. It is like right. a bunch of the same stuff. Car falling out of an airplane. Yawn. Helicopters being thrown together. Yawn. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah. Fast X. It, it's cool when, you know, the rock throws a chain up at them and he drags the helicopter yeah. down but i mean this one is just like i mean i'm sure it'll be awesome for fans it looks really wacky but it just didn't pull me in um yeah. final trailer that i want to talk about just because it's such a big part of our lives is uh indiana jones in the dial of destiny yeah. um, i don't know what to think i really don't like uh harrison ford is you know he's getting up there the last yeah. Indiana Jones was not that great, but this one looks like it might be going back to the, the formula that we all know and love. I don't know, man. I do not know at all. It's tough, right? I, I want to be excited for it. Indiana Jones is, from my childhood, one of the most beloved characters, definitely. Mm -hmm. Easily. Yeah, easily. And uh, I, from what I understand, they kind of, uh, I know they kind of retroactively answer some questions that might have arisen from the last movie and it looks like it's going to be a lot of like flashbacks maybe to younger indiana um which which from what i understand is like actual old footage of harrison ford and obviously cg stuff so i don't know yeah i'm in the same boat i i firmly don't know what to make of this movie i'll see it but yeah i don't know what to make of it and this trailer did nothing to help that really not at all. I mean, aside from having, you know, the Indiana Jones music, which is always cool to hear. Love uh, it. Yeah, it's good stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll yeah, just there to watch. One trailer we did not see, but it's still coming out, is uh, John Wick Chapter 4. It did drop some news this week. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 is going to be two hours and 50 minutes. So almost nice. three hours of john wick action now we're both john wick fans yeah fun 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 movies i mean they do some amazing yeah. stuff in these movies um can you put up with it for three hours wow that's not, that might be asking a lot i mean that is the only way that they can pull this off is if they have like a pretty significant downtime period yeah, somewhere in the middle the three quarters 
of the movie. And I don't know if the John Wick movie needs that or should have that. So if it's action packed this whole way, it might be just like really hard. I don't know, man. Again, I'll see it. (laughs) I'll watch it. But man, I think after three hours, I I think I'll burn out on it. Yeah, that's man. Because after all of the movies, and, and I enjoyed, I enjoy all of them, but um, afterwards I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, totally. that was cool. And the the last movie I saw it like uh, for like two times in three days or something, and um, it was the second time was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of John Wick. Yeah, it, it is. It is like, um, and then like you said, I mean, you bring up a really good point. In order for it to be a true success, it it would need some downtime. But John Wick isn't the kind of character, and it's not really the kind take, of take time off. Really. I mean, we saw in the first one with the whole thing with his wife, and the yeah. you know that that's all the downtime we needed for five or six movies. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's that's all. It was good. I got it. He 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 needed. Well, and then like the whole like he obviously needs to recover from you know grievous injury from the last movie. Uh, right, right. That'll definitely take some time. Yeah, I think Keanu is going to be just exhausted after this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, get us up to speed on where the characters are at and yeah. everything. And but I can't imagine that takes more than fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's a, if it goes longer than that, then it's going to kind of be like, okay, where's my John Wick action? <laughs> yeah, yeah why, was he going to kill somebody with like a you know a pencil sharpener with a horse riding a motorcycle? Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to get this get this moving. Another trailer that did come out during um, during the Super Bowl, we kind of glossed over it. At a uh, Scream Six is going to be coming out yeah. in a couple of weeks now. Uh, we thought they had dropped their last poster when they did the whole floating heads thing that they're obligated to do, but uh, they actually dropped twelve more posters. Nothing crazy, just character posters. Yeah. Um, the internet uh, when they dropped them, people are going crazy with theories. So here's my theory. <laughs> Only one person is holding the knife in a stabbing motion. I think that person might be Ghostface. Oh, you're right. Oh, interesting. Now, now that's super, 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 super obvious. <laughs> I don't think that yeah. it's the first thing I thought was like, oh, wow, she's holding the knife a little bit differently. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Mm. No, no, uh, but I've also, I know a lot of people, I mean, and this isn't new, and people have been saying this for a while now, that there's probably going to be multiple killers, which is not new to Scream at all. No. Right. Uh, and it does make more sense if they go in that direction. Yeah, I think, mm, I don't know. I, they're, they're doing a good job, though. They're making me think, and they're drumming up excitement. So I, I'm for Scream 6. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. I... Uh... Aside from the floating head poster, which wasn't bad, it was just generic and something yeah. you have to do. I've loved the promotional material that they've mm-hmm. released. It's been super cool. And what they did for the Super Bowl wasn't even a, a an actual trailer. It was a clip from the movie, which was pretty cool. So yes, uh, for, and and that was I liked it. I liked it a lot. So yeah. um, I mean, really cool trailer. If you, if anyone hasn't seen it, check it out. Just look up the Scream Six character posters. Look at the images, and you'll notice that there is one person who is just one person who's holding the knife in a downward motion okay so we've had our super bowl fun genre of the future there's actually not a lot coming out but uh and everything seems to be coming out on the 17th but there's some things Mm. um so the first thing is a korean thriller from netflix 
uh, it's called Unlock, Unlocked, and it's about a woman who loses her phone. It is returned to her, and her life is turned upside down because apparently someone has hacked into it. Um, yeah. This happens all the time in like spy thrillers. Someone's like, "Oh my god, they've hacked my phone," and then they just kind of move on from it. Yeah, a whole movie centered around it. That's actually yeah. pretty creepy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's, this is a, this is cool. the The trailer kind of gives you a lot, actually. It does, and but that's a good thing. Um, because for whatever reason, I think on a movie like this, and especially if there would be some kind of language barrier or something, I think you kind of need to show your audience exactly what's kind of happening. Yeah. And this trailer does a very effective job of still keeping you intrigued into, yes, the follies of having your phone unlocked. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a really cool trailer. That's like, a great I mean, trailer. Yeah, like the, the camera's taking pictures, breaking the phone. And I love the ending of the trailer. It, it made me think back to um, The Strangers. Uh, is it The Strangers? Mm-hmm. Uh, where she basically says, why are you doing this to me? And he says, because yeah. I found your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why I had no idea who you were before. I didn't give a shit about you before, but I got your phone, so now I'm going to stalk you. Yeah. <laughs> like Pretty straightforward. Yeah, really fucked up. So uh, it looks really cool. Coming to Netflix on cool. February 17th on Netflix, Unlocked. Um, also on February 17th. And this is getting a limited theatrical re- uh, release on the integrity of Joseph Chambers. And this is about a family man who um, he's actually a little bit worried about the, the upcoming uh, apocalypse, Armageddon. So he decides he's going to be a man and show his survivalist capabilities. And he's going to go hunt some deer like a man does to feed his family and something strange seems to happen from there i really like this trailer because it doesn't tell you what happened something something went wrong or he did something or i don't know but uh you got a really good feel for the character uh, joseph chambers i'm assuming yeah and uh, i was really drawn in to like what what was happening yeah no i agree same yeah left uh questions open and it's that's a neat kind of a neat setup because it kind of makes you you're almost (laughs) non-sympathetic so you're kind of just along for the ride yeah like a few weeks ago when we talked about uh don't look at the demon we were talking about oh well they never got into the whole fish out of water aspect this one is heavily leaning into it like he's singing songs about his mustache and making gunshot noises this guy has no idea what it's like to be out in the way uh he finds a deer instead of slowly creeping up on it he's charging it (laughs) this looks like a really really cool movie and i'm just interested to know like how is it how is his um, integrity being tested well right i was gonna say i love the title so this is just a great yeah love it the other end of the scale uh, is we have a low-budget horror anthology. Man, we do love anthologies. Mm-hmm. Free to a Bad Home, streaming February the 17th. I do know one place it's going is Tubi. Okay. <laughs> a very interesting and fun selection of horror movies on that channel. But uh, Free to a Bad Home, a horror anthology movie uh, with uh, cursed objects, a widower, a thief an addict yeah <laughs> like a lot going on here but uh it it does have a low budget feel, feel to it but looks like a good anthology to me definitely this yeah i like to think that this is a movie i would have uh i would have seen on the old video store rental wall and uh would yeah. have gladly taken home for the for the weekend so yeah free to a bad home sounds fun um i love i really do love cursed object shit dude like i the more I think about it, I'm like a big cursed object guy. Like I, 
I would like to own some myself, I think. <laughs> Cursed objects. Yeah. Maybe Just, I do, actually. That, that would explain a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. the uh, the other movie that uh, it's coming out and this is this is an old one it's something that just came out last year but was uh, very very popular it's coming to prime video smile on yeah. February 21st uh i've heard from people who have seen it i've heard um nothing but good things with occasional uh it's too generic type of thing but it's a horror movie about <laughs> a person who's worried why is everyone smiling at me type of thing like I, if you have prime video there's no reason not to see this movie it's creepy yeah. as hell yeah I, I i missed it in the theaters and i've been seeing it on the rental thing but like you said it was like 20 bucks yeah. and for what for whatever reason man i just couldn't bring myself to spend 20 dollars on it at home uh so i i'm excited i i've been excited about this movie so I'll be I'll definitely be checking it out. I'm glad it's just right around the corner. So yeah, smile. And, and like you, I've only heard pretty good things. My, my ceiling for rentals at home, no matter how badly I want to see a movie, is five bucks. Yeah. Every once in a while. I, I think once or twice I've gone up to $9.99. But yeah. yeah, $20 for a home rental is way too much. Oh yeah. We we've paid and bought movies for this podcast that were like, you know, they're like four bucks. And it's like, hey, okay. You know, that's I'll, I'll rent that. I would pay that because that's that would be the rental price. Yeah. Anything, anything much more than that's like that's a tall ask. That's a huge ask in this day and age. Yeah, now, uh, we do have two movies to cover, but before we get into that, it's been a while, but we have a giveaway going on. We're going to be giving away a classic, an absolute classic, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the one from Netflix, the original by Toby Hooper. We're giving away the Blu-ray and the. Um, uh, ultra high definition DVD, 4K DVD. Uh, here are some of the, the the features that are on it. Uh, commentary from the late Toby Hooper, uh, Gunnar Hansen played Leatherface. Marilyn, I was going to say Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Marilyn Burns is going to be on. Uh, Plus, there's a number of documentaries, and here's the selling point to me: a blooper reel. Yes, from the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we have two copies that we're giving away. Uh, send us a comment, uh, do it on social media, do it directly to our um, podcast on Morbidly Beautiful. Anywhere you want to get at us, let us know and you'll be entered in a drawing for Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two copies that we're giving away. <laughs> Last week, Blake mentioned a few times that he Wanted the show to get a little bit grimy, a little dirty yes. on this show. So uh, as we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do, I came across a, a genre of films called uh, Pinky Violence. <laughs> amazing, amazing title for a genre. But uh, they're, they're a series of films from Japan in the late 60s through the 70s that are basically, uh, I really couldn't find an exact description of it, but it's just, badass women kicking ass in the most violent ways possible found a whole list of these movies as i'm looking to try to stream them none of them couldn't find anything at all until we finally came across our first pick lady snowblood oh lady snowblood from 1973 it's on hbo max it's the story of uh, a woman the titular lady snowblood uh <laughs> who's seeking revenge for acts against her mother and that's pretty much it 
you've seen Kill Bill, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really heavy Kill Bill vibes immediately oh. in this movie. Yeah, I, to not, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it right up at the top because there's no way that you could have seen Kill Bill, in particular the uh, Oren Ishii uh segment and not yeah. think of this if and not think of that while watching this i mean there there's even a scene at the i mean jumping way ahead there's scenes towards the end that are almost like holy shit are they gonna just do the exact same thing that the tarantino just copy this directly so yeah you can't help but think of it and just image wise music um, music the song like the opening the, song in lady snowblood is from kilbert yeah. uses the opening song from lady snowblood yeah so i mean it's it's definite homage and and i will say this about the beginning though man i i have a very hard time with babies screaming in films and this pushed my absolute limit sir it goes on for a while like the only way because I'm, I'm the same way after a while i'm like okay Oof. cut it uh make it make it look like their their eardrums have burst or do something like <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh what what i was able to get through it though because they were focusing so much on the woman giving birth that it looked like yeah. she was crying yeah and uh that was kind of funny to me honestly it was well shot that whole scene was actually pretty cool yeah. but golly that's screaming dude this is uh, there was a lot of weird audio in this movie uh, there, other than the music there was yeah. there is there is there's also um some of it's really cool like so yeah. fountains of blood in this oh fountains of blood guys yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's just shooting and then when the person falls over it runs and it sounds like it sounds like a babbling brook yeah i i thought of uh project wolf hunting in this this is this, this is yeah. probably the only movie of recent memory where i can like the audible gushing and pouring of blood onto the floor is such a visceral part of the film going experience <laughs> and and you mentioned how well shot the opening is um with martial arts kung fu movies okay. like as fast paced and as awesome as they are like very rarely do you say like wow that's beautifully yeah. shot or there's some great imagery in yeah. it this movie has some beautiful imagery <laughs> yeah no this this is a i didn't I had no idea what to expect when you told me this is what we were going to be watching and I, and I found it crazy that it was it was like on hbo or something right we watched this yeah on HBO, hbo max, max. Yeah. yeah so i mean it's like a really high quality you know cut of this old movie and and it's a very visually cool movie the way that that lady uh snowblood just the way she looks is very like haunting i love and, it and yeah. beautiful beautiful she's yeah she's very beautiful and but she looks intimidating uh, uh, yeah. with all that too very cool movie uh, and a uh, very cool aesthetic to this movie her facial expressions like yeah. and i'm not saying beautiful to like in, in a reductive way just like the, her gown her makeup, totally her yeah. hair the umbrella that she everything about yeah. and there's just a beauty about her and then like you said, her facial expression, she's intimidating, but you can also see the frustration yep. that's in her. Like, she's never, ever, ever, ever in a good mood, like, no. at all. Not that she's dour all the time. Like, she's very focused and serious. She's and just here to take care of business, man. She's not here for any other reason. Just an amazing, amazing character. Like, um, I don't know if they make them like that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. Um, this movie, um, broken down into chapters with really cool names. Like, I I loved the the final the name of the final chapter. I think it's called uh, 
the, the pleasure palace, the final mm-hmm. carnage. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the way the chapters flow from one to the other, another was actually uh, very well done. Like it definitely felt like the end of a, a, a segment or a story. Yeah, I thought this was, yeah, it had like a very storybook kind of like flow to the how the movie moved along. And yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, you know, you might take it to akin to like, well, I mean, shit. Just any of those Tarantino movies, you know, he he chapterizes all that shit. And yeah. Again, this is you know you can just see, you know, this would be right at home in any like really cool old retro grindhouse cinema like movie party, you know, that has so much style to it that um, I and really made me wonder like uh, what other stuff the filmmaker had had done because it was such a, you know, you don't really see stuff like this even in from the seventies you don't even in in these kinds of picks this this stands out this stands aside from it which isn't to say it's like head and shoulders above them or anything it's just a different aesthetic is all like those movies are very much focused on the action of the storytelling the blood in the movie whatever this one has it's taking in like the art of filmmaking almost which is kind of weird from this kind of movie um i really like the use of the uh the narrator in this is a it's a short movie it's like an hour and a half and instead of having scenes that kind of go back and go through everything the narrator just tells you what this is the year this is what happened this is what the bad guys are doing and this is why snowblood has to do what she wants to do like it's very straight to the point and nowadays narrators are kind of more to get like a character over and they have these like really flowery speeches and stuff like this is just like here's what's happening and now you're gonna watch it yeah information sir or madam (laughs) (laughs) i I did that this is you know from the early 70s or whatever and we were talking about the beautiful imagery in this there is some uh unintentional shaky cam throughout (laughs) i think they needed a tripod or something (laughs) yeah there's some uh, yeah there's some real funny shit that along with that like that I thought was actually like, oh, are they trying to be disorienting? No, I, I don't no. think so at all. They <laughs> just, were just trying to shoot some action and it was going poorly. Yeah, the, the camera was just getting too heavy for the guy and it was really cold. <laughs> just shaking. Yeah. The uh, for a while in this is that they have the the training montage. When and this is from seventy three, so spoiler alert. I mean, we're just gonna you know let you know everything that happened. But uh, I thought they were gonna go like I thought the whole movie might be a training montage, kind of like a. 36 chamber but uh there's just the one kind of like i don't know five or ten minute section yeah, but I, I like the one where uh, he puts her in a barrel and she's rolling down there and she just shoots out of it it's a rock <laughs> that dude was a hardcore trainer oh, oh he was such a dick dude he was such an asshole but yeah obviously training worked but yeah the the that whole it was actually really cartoonish but yeah. i loved it i loved how silly it was and he was a I I could go for a whole side movie or that was like his history. I want to know how he where he comes from and why he's training now. He actually used to be a, a very nice uh yeah. <laughs> he had a singing monkey and he would play the organ grinder. <laughs> exactly. So, something something rotted him. Yeah, something <laughs> rotted him to the core. I, I like so it, this is a revenge movie, and oh, yeah. I liked how she um it takes her a while to get her like her mom has killed one person. Oh, one person uh when she finds him, he's actually really sickly, so it's not yeah. really that satisfying. Oh, the third person commits suicide before she can kill them. Yep. And then she finally does get to the last person. But uh, 
the uh, I like how it's not just her. oh yeah she's because it's all the time in kung fu movies they have to face like five different people and they go and beat yeah. them or whatever she doesn't really give them to the last one the, though the one who committed suicide pretty awesome scene when she finds the body and she just chops the body in half oh so that whole that's the beginning of just my favorite sequence of the whole movie which is you know this like whole crazy crescendo yeah which the evil witch lady with the green lights she was creepy dude that was yeah that was creepy that was cool filmmaking too that was a very simple effect to be very creepy and, and and weird and yeah so she comes in and she finds her hanging there and uh you can tell she's kind of like well shit you know this sucks yeah and uh is it her brother or whoever the the dude is uh the uh son of the final person yes yes right he's like damn like you didn't get your vengeance and she like just cuts her in half and like streams of blood and yeah so she still does get her vengeance on it so i'm glad she chopped her in half but then that proceeds to go into this whole like the whole party thing at the end is just crazy like it is it is so wacky even to the point where you, they do this bait and switch thing at the, the very end with like <laughs> the, uh, the 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 big bad guy yeah the uh i thought they were going to do like um like what's that one shogun assassin where it's the same thing he has to get revenge on four or five different people and he only gets the two of them and then the movie ends after that like there's still three more that he has to get to. And I thought this was going to be like the same thing where the big bad gets away leading to a sequel type of thing, but no, she gets them. Yeah. Um, I liked it. You bring up some good points from the suicide scene. Like when she first sees the body there and she hasn't gotten to them, even though it's because of her, the person committed suicide. Right. But you can tell she's disappointed. Like oh, yeah. she wanted like, she wanted like a really visceral hands on killing of this person. Yeah. And then the uh, her friend who's with her, um, when she chops the body in half, like the look on his, he's like kind of shocked, kind of disgusted, <laughs> scared of her. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like you gosh. said, just a very, very beautifully shot scene with uh, yeah. a surprising amount of subtlety and nuance. To it. <laughs> yeah, it really is from when they shoot it from behind. So you can see the body hanging, pouring blood, and then you get their facial expressions, which is one's totally horrified and shocked and one is like mad but satisfied it's very cool it's a very cool shot yeah very well done and then just if you're like a gore hound i mean it's you literally see this body being split in half and just blood leaking out of it (laughs) yeah it's really good stuff uh and then uh, the ending this is the thing where i had the biggest problem it is a little anticlimactic because um There's a cool thing where because of another person she killed, that person's daughter comes after her and stabs her. And uh, I say her, um, Yuki, Lady Snowblood, gets sna- stabbed. And then she just kind of wanders out into the snow, which is where she was born. So it kind of, I guess there's like a full circle type of thing going on there. And then she just collapses and the sun rises and the movie ends. Yeah, not the, not the most, not what you want for Lady Snowblood you want you know, you wanted her to almost ride off into the sunset that's what i wanted yeah i, I mean she she deserved her vengeance these were terrible people yeah 
and yeah i agree and there are also lots of firearms at the end more firearms than i thought there would be at the end <laughs> yeah a surprising amount like when the, the lady used them the first time i was like oh like that's her weapon but yeah. then they, <laughs> the next guy started using it and i was like eh, <laughs> kind of ruined it with the previous one <laughs> yeah that's what i thought but yeah so i i actually looked it up because i i was i was kind of bummed out by there is a lady snowblood too now maybe that was just them wanting to leave it open to 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 a sequel but yeah it doesn't it doesn't put a cherry on top of uh, the the violent greatness that they that they had built yeah because you open it up with like and it's beautiful she's walking in the snow and she has her umbrella and uh, she goes these like four guys go after her and that's when you first see this fountains of blood spouting off everywhere And um, it, it's it's really, really shocking. And the ending, you're expecting to see, at least I was expecting to see something similar. And then the way it ends was like really, really anticlimactic and a downer. It, to me, it almost would have been better for it to end uh, after she chopped the lady in half. And then like a curtain like literally drops. Oh. I thought that was the ending, actually. I was like, oh, I thought. It I, yeah. It what was, was up weird. with that? What did you think about that? Right? Like, I thought that was like, yeah, real interesting. Cause it's the only time they do it in the movie where they like give you this kind of theatrical screen drop. Strange. Yeah. It's really good. And because they did that and, and it looks really cool. It, it's it like, it looks really cool. And I was like, okay, like, you know, she still has the big bad to get you, but they've already said that he, you know, died on an island or whatever, even though that wasn't the case, but they've yeah. led you to believe that. So, it kind of would have seemed like, oh yeah, she killed the final person, and she didn't get the revenge exactly how she wanted it, but she still she still did do yeah, something right. to satisfy her. So it would have been a yeah. pretty cool ending. But it would have been. That being said, like you said, the masquerade ball was a really fun little uh, oh, scene. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I guess wish it ended a little bit more strongly. I agree. I agree. So, Lady Snowblood, it's on HBO Max right now. And uh, just a trigger warning for people, it does have some sexual violence in it. But if you're not too worried about that kind of stuff, HBO Max, Lady Snowblood. So Blake, see or no see? Yeah, I think you should see it. And you know me, I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan at all of, of violence like that on on film. But this is a, this movie does such a cool job with such a, such a wide variety of things. And uh, I think you're going to see its influence. Um, through uh, exploitation comic book movies through the 80s and Tarantino movies and the whole bit. So I think you should definitely check out Lady Snowblood. It's always cool to look at a movie from the past and be like, oh, wow, this is where Tarantino got an idea. Or the the woman who ended up committing suicide, her face, she looked like a lot of anime villains. (laughs) I think a lot of anime villains are designed after her. But um, it's cool to see that inspiration. And it's also just like a really kick-ass movie that will surprise you with the amount of story and character it has to it Mm -hmm. lady snowblood i would say definitely check it out our feature presentation is she came from the woods set in 1987 it's a comedy slasher about a group of camp counselors who camps ended last day of camp so they decide they're going to have their annual party as part of that party they hold a ritual Uh, unfortunately what starts off as a joke kind of ruins the rest of the weekend (laughs) 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 she came from the woods um 
it obviously with camp counselor set in 1987 it obviously is going to be paying homage to 80s horror which i think for us because of our ages like to us that's the golden age of horror is right. the 1980s yeah. but um there's a lot of movies that lately have been paying homage to it. there's plenty of spoofs to it but uh for you personally where do you draw the line between what's an homage and what's a spoof and what's just straight up derivative oh that is such a good question because it is such a fine line between all of it right like very hard it is you to do it successfully is pretty tough these days this movie this is almost a spoof you know i think this has some real spoof (laughs) tendencies yeah but you know but it's not full-on like scary movie spoof not at all right not not that i don't want that to be the impression but um man it's it it is tough this because this had its tongue planted in its cheek throughout most of it it gets away with more than than probably most would it be fair to say uh, maybe we're both on the same page that it's as much as it pays homage or that it's spoofy that it's not derivative at all like it has those tropes and everything but sure Okay. Right, I, right. Right. I would agree with that. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Because I thought that I agree with you that yeah, tongue in cheek, especially in uh, the opening moments. Or I'd say the first half of it. Then it starts to get yeah. a little more serious. Uh, um, I don't think it's ever derivative. And I've seen a good amount of these movies that are paying homage, or they are set in the '80s, and they just you're just kind of like, oh man, you're just kind of a ripoff <laughs> of a movie that's making fun of the '80s. <laughs> like, yeah. they do a good job here, and I think that. Um, I think it's because of the uh, the writers, um, Eric and Carson uh, Bloomquist, because I think they really love horror. And one of the w- reasons that I thought that they, they did is uh, the main character, well, kind of the main character, Pete, he sucks. He, he, <laughs> which is, happens a lot in horror. The person that you're supposed to be cheering for, they're kind of like a douche. And I, I did not like him at all. I didn't like anybody. I like well, Sean. Not- I like yeah. his brother. Okay, Sean was cool. Yeah, his, Sean was all right. His older but littler brother. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know. The girls kind of annoyed me. Uh, I guess Sean was kind of the coolest one. The the real asshole guy made me laugh a lot. He was uh, awesome. Dylan. Yeah, he was cool. He was probably my favorite one. He was like the 80s horn dog who talked shit to everybody like and spoiler alert like this is a new movie so we won't ruin anyone's enjoyment of it but it's a slasher set in 1987 so you can kind of get the gist of it right exactly yeah but he's he's great he's got like this terrible haircut and he just <laughs> shitty yeah he just talks shit to everybody around him he's pretty great uh, we'll, we'll get back to characters in the mix. Sure, I, sure. I didn't think they were unlikable, but there was there were some issues there. I think, but uh, <laughs> one of the things. So um, these guys did a uh, Night at the Eagle Inn. We had uh, covered that on here. At um, I think they're getting better over time. But one of the flaws in this, and it's not so much a flaw, but it was really funny. Is to me is that um, they made sure that they mentioned every single person's age, <laughs> <laughs> like like. To the point where I was like, okay, like we get it. They're not teenagers and nothing weird is going on here. But every single person, like they were like, you know, the one dude who's like, oh, you're pushing 30. Oh, you're 21. Oh, aren't you like 20 something? Oh, I attend Dartmouth. (laughs) Like every single person. I was just like, all right, like we get it. There's nothing gross going on here. Yeah, that's right. You're totally right. I didn't really stand out to me, but yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. That was strange. 
more more subtle ways you could have done that. Like, <laughs> yeah. A writing issue. So uh, the characters. So I think and. <laughs> I, th- I think this goes back to like their love of horror like they're very just static one-dimensional like this is like dylan this is the asshole and this right. is this is the hot girl and this is the innocent girlfriend and uh modern sensibility so uh, you have the gay character and you have the kid with two dads like oh um, right. it's kind of like but that's it there's nothing to really make them stand out no no everybody was was pretty shallow you know the uh the character that i thought it's funny because now you're making me remember like they literally say to what like you were born in 1965 like they literally (laughs) they literally say stuff like that in this movie but like uh william sadler's character for instance like that was that was a strange character because he's void of the movie for like 70 percent of it yeah you know and then then he pops back in for his uh, his hero (laughs) moment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is fucking funny shit actually no but not one character had uh had much depth or um which is why i didn't give a shit about any of them you know it's not that right. they were all unlikable um it's just that you know you were given nothing to really latch onto. the uh the uh the, the red-haired kid was actually he was one of my favorite characters he was funny and <laughs> i thought he was you know you you think that person's totally just fodder for for the the woman in the woods and uh ends up lasting yeah surprisingly very surprisingly um i like that um the the, the character that there's so many of them that oh, you knew yeah. that they, they were fodder <laughs> totally. that might be why they didn't give them any kind of dimension so there, there was a lot of them there's some good uh they subvert expectations really well in this like they have the normal stuff in it like someone tries to make a phone call and you know normally like oh phone line's dead and this one it like blows up in her ear i thought that was really cool the cop comes believes her does not think she's crazy he's like oh shit like okay i'm gonna call some backup immediately there's no discussion about it whatsoever and uh they do this throughout the movie and i I thought that was really good i i I agree yeah i i think a couple times maybe like especially at the well at the very 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 end there's like a little bit of a moment with the character i'm like this seems fucking out of place and stupid, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, nobody was, uh, nobody was put on screen to like make you hate them and nobody was put on screen to make you love them. So right. it, it was, it is the perfect cast for, yeah, just, but that said where this movie, I think really loses, like it missed the mark was there's so much of this character shit going on that doesn't really develop anything. We could have had way more killing. Like, there's lots of killing, but there could have been more killing and more of like more of it on screen. More on screen, and I think they could have gone with more Agatha because. Uh, well, right, yeah. Like the whole movie, you see her from a distance. You hear her laughing. You see shadows. So yeah. you're expecting, like, okay, if and when I see this person, this, this monster, this witch she's gonna freak me out and yeah it's not that it's bad but it's just kind of like man yeah it's very fucking uh hello spirit halloween i was just about to say it's very spirit halloween like <laughs> mask i would get for my godson yeah exactly exactly nothing memorable at all no super disappointing because it seemed like they were building up to it uh they did do a good makeup job when one of the characters i and 
I don't know, maybe it's just me. I love in movies, you, you really got this in the 80s, when someone was lit on fi- fire and they would flail. Oh, like, yeah. They have a good one in this one because not only is this person lit on fire and he's flailing, he's also talking shit the entire time. No, but when, and afterwards. And afterwards. And he cops a feel. So, yes. And really, really, and he think he has an orgasm while he's doing but it. It's really <laughs> awesome. Like, but the makeup there was really cool. It was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it was so interspersed. Like good makeup, bad makeup. Good makeup, bad makeup. They don't spend a lot of time with that shit on camera, really. Getting back to the Agatha character, you would have really thought they would have made her pop. And man, that they just she seemed like they spent the the least amount of time on her. They just threw a mask on her, and then she had on a hat, and it was in the night, and she was kind of behind a character. I was like, is she a nurse? She is a nurse, right? I think yeah, because she kind of looked like a nun. Yeah. She's look like a fake of like a Halloween costume nurse. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of the other, and this definitely shows my age and when I grew up. But if you're doing an 80s slasher, good job with you know having some modern storytelling in there, but you gotta have nudity. Definitely. And, and I'm not saying that you need every single girl to be running around for 80% of the movie no. topless, but there has to be at least one shower scene or one sex scene. I need, a, I need a, at least, right. I need a camp shower slash with at least a boob. Right. I, I could go for a, like a frolicking a couple in a tent or canoe with a, you know, let's have some butts, dude, butt, chick, butt. let's have yeah, some butts. exactly. There was none of it. None of it. Yeah, super, super disappointed by that because they, they they obviously know their '80s horror with this, yeah. like they because they did so much. Uh, and like you said, they spoofed it in so many ways. They kind mm-hmm. of turned expectations on their heads in other ways, and then that one they just completely avoided. And it even could have been like a ridiculous, like I'm gonna take off my shirt for no reason, or like you said, it could have been dude butt. Like I'm gonna take off my pants now. Like yeah, exactly, going. dude. Brandon Cronenberg's putting full dongs in movies let's get at least a boob in this yeah pretty pretty disappointed by that i mean any horrors fan any horror fan worth their salt would be disappointed (laughs) somebody called danzig right (laughs) he knows what to do (laughs) um another to me huge misstep though i guess they kind of addressed it during the closing credits like so there's these kids the, the, the actual campers that are in it who kind of go and come back go and come back very this happens to a lot of characters <laughs> like sean too he's there very important part yeah. because he's driving and then he just disappears for the longest time the dad you had already mentioned yeah. um but uh the kids they're kind of turned into these little zombie creature type things and then they trap them and then you never hear from them again it's like the movie didn't care if they turn blue or if they drop dead like you were just like right and then like they basically there's a whole scene with like the only guy who's actually trying to be helpful or heroic. He gets screwed over and they don't even try to help him with these kids are apparently just tearing him to shreds. And yeah, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, they don't check down there. (laughs) Nothing at all. And then during the closing, I thought the closing credits were pretty cool. It looks a little too video gamey to me. Good idea in theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they do kind of explain there, like they show the kids getting out of like a cellar or something. But yeah. uh, it's a really, really kind of a, it's like they forgot about it. As, and when then the movie was done, they were like, oh shit, eh, just put it in the credits. Yeah. And then there was another scene with like a, like one of the little kids that, that was definitely supposed to be creepy. 
not creepy at all. It was like super. It was like, man, I really wish I, I wish they would have gone. They could have left all the kids completely out of this movie, and it would have been totally fine. Yeah, like, and I, I thought that's what they were gonna do. It's kind of like, oh, it's camp. So how do you get rid of all the kids? Oh, it's the last day of camp, and we're taking them home. Perfect. Problem solved. Now we can focus on these counselors and you know see who makes it through to the end so or if you really want to spoof it you actually just have the kids having a total normal camp experience totally unaware that there's a fucking witch killing off all the count like like the camp counselors like that's funny like that would have been funny like that would, all the kids are like oh shit everything <laughs> like where's lunch that would actually play into the legend too that's so, right so it would actually kind of work out perfectly one of the things, and maybe this is why they made so many other mistakes, is uh, it doesn't, the movie never gets too meta. I mean, they mentioned the burning at one point. Yeah. But like, other than that, it kind of like, yeah, there's the, it definitely pays homage to like previous horror movies and stuff. But uh, it's never like, you know, winking at everyone like, oh, look, this is from Friday the 13th. And, you know, there's from whatever sleepaway camp. Like, it is its own thing. Yeah. I, right it, it it totally is and you know i it's a it's a fun well to go to you just got to do it the right way yep well she came from the woods it's uh streaming right now uh see or no see yeah i think you should see it you know it's uh it's 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 pretty harmless um it has some pretty funny moments it, it's not it is such a sea like movie it is neither good nor bad really but it's just if you like these kind of silly things, check it out. She came from the woods is very flawed. And there's a lot of stuff that you'll be like, well, why didn't they do this? Why did the kid just throw away his crutches at this point? Why didn't he do it 10 minutes ago? Like there's lots of stuff that you'll ask yourself, but um, you can say that about like nine out of 10 horror movies from the 80s. So yeah, it's like not going to blow your mind. It doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's not going to insult your intelligence either. It's entertaining crap. (laughs) <laughs> every saturday you can find us here we're a part of the morbidly beautiful podcasting network where they have a number of horror themed podcasts including ourselves we also have an open review policy and we're looking in particular for really gritty griming disgusting uncomfortable just movies that'll make us stand on our heads yeah it leaves a smear mark where it was <laughs> Give us anything that afterwards we're like, okay, I'm taking a shower after I watch this movie. Give us your suggestions. Go through our back catalog because we've covered a couple here and there. Mm-hmm. But we'd love to hear what you have to say. Please let us know. Yes, cover us in your slime. And you can do that by <laughs> following us on social media. The slimiest place of all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can go to Twitter and Instagram. Adventures in Movies. Uh, you can find us individually. You can find Nathaniel, uh, Colin Patrick. He's on Instagram, Adventures in Nathan. You can find myself, Blake. I'm on Twitter. Before I'd horror, Regine's out there on Twitter at Danger Chavez. And next week, well, let's see what the nanny's got cooking. Oh, that friend Drescher. <laughs> you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music now has podcasts, including ourselves. Anywhere they have the best podcasts in the world, you will find us. Also, you can find us at Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Adios.